First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. And then you win. The problem is there's no winning in this conversation. If you're listening to my show, I'm trying to warn people about what's to come so you can be as prepared as possible. And in doing so, I'm doing a ton of research daily, talking to individuals that are experts in their fields, oftentimes individuals that are at risk of losing their job should they speak. So I'm trying to speak on other people's behalf. I joined a Twitter space last night. I was laughed at when I talked about the de-dollarization and how it was tied to China. And then come in General Michael Flynn. General Michael Flynn joined us and he backed up every word that I was saying. It was a great moment for me to hear that I had the backing of somebody who has national security intelligence as an advisor, as a three-star general. So I'm going to talk about that today and what's going on with Russia, as well as the lies coming out of Jerome Powell's mouth and how the de-dollarization is already here. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I am your host, Greg Bolden. So glad that you decided to join me once again, or perhaps you found me for the first time. Whichever that may be, I'm glad that we're all here together to have this conversation today, talking about the news that matters without the twist of politics. I'm just looking straight at the headlines and trying to get straight into where does the truth lie? What is the objective truth in all of this? Well, yesterday I was invited on to a Twitter space by Mario Narfall. Now, Mario, I, I like to call him the Mr. Beast of Twitter because this guy hosts more Twitter spaces than Mr. Beast puts out YouTube videos. I don't know how he does. It. He's got a great team. Uh, they're in contact with me to join in. Um, so I appreciate his support of the show and of me as a journalist to bring uh, my headlines to the listeners on the Twitter space, the tens of thousands of people that he has. So I was invited to talk about Trump, Biden, and the coming election, along with Rudy Giuliani and General Mike Flynn. Now, I did not know that Rudy Giuliani was invited or that General Mike Flynn was invited. Uh, so when I got on, I was pretty surprised to see that. Rudy Giuliani did have to cancel and reschedule, but I was speaking directly before the general. And during that time, I was recapping my shows, talking about how the milkshake theory is not working with the dollar bill, and BRICS was aligning, growing as far as the amount of countries that want to be a part of that movement. And I was saying that that was going to likely destabilize the dollar 
and usher in something new. I made the argument that they would likely look at what all the countries could offer together as far as resources and resources would be the new currency as well as possibly a digital currency. As I was having this conversation, people started laughing at me. I said, well, people are thinking in terms of American exceptionalism. We need to think in terms about how all these other countries are wanting to get away from the fact that we can create economic sanctions on them and hurt them. They want to maintain their sovereign uh, nation state instead of the United States policing the world as we have been doing for decade after decade. And more and more people were laughing. And I ended my statement by saying that if we continue down this path, of dismissing where I believe things are going to be in the next five years, the dollar will be dead. At that point in time, I was told that I've gone too far with that statement, that this has been uh, hyperbole, uh, that people say this all the time and the dollar is not going anywhere. Enter General Michael Flynn. General Flynn painted a picture of the world right now where China is amassing military, amassing might, aligning with others and working to destabilize and decentralize the dollar in order to create either a new currency, because the consensus was it wasn't about the yuan, but rather being able to move away from the dollar and weaken the United States in a way of uh, we're not able to dictate policy anymore, which was exactly the same points that I was making. The difference at that point in time is people started listening to General Flynn. I started getting my floodgates of direct messages uh, being sent, which they're open all the time, by the way, at Real Greg Bolden. And so thank you to all the different people that were writing to me. I had some great conversations with many of you, uh, and I appreciate the support that you were sending. But you were saying you wish that more people in the conversation were supporting or open-minded to what I was stating. There was a gentleman by the name of Stock Talk Weekly. Um, and so I went and looked, and this guy makes about $39 per subscriber per month. You cannot trust Stock Talk Weekly to represent a de-dollarization. He is making money off telling you that everything is going to be okay. So please be critical of your sources. The individuals that are stuck to Wall Street, that are stuck to the stocks, stuck to the dollar, they're not going to tell you that the sky is falling right now. They're not going to tell you that Jerome Powell is completely lying to you when he gets up in front of people. They are completely compromised. Trust those of us that are doing the work, trying to figure out the greater picture and looking at all these different interviews. They said, well, name one thing, Greg, that has been signed, one treaty, one piece of documentation. And I said, well, there hasn't been anything signed. There's been verbal agreements made that date all the way back to June of 2022. And you can read these on all of your mainstream sources as well that state that Russia was working a plan out with China for resources in order to create a different type of currency and that they wanted to mix all of theirs, the rubles, the yuan, in order to make sure that everybody could uh, have economic fluidity. As well as Saudi Arabia, uh, they entered the uh, conversation with oil as their commodity that they were going to provide to help destabilize. And Joe Biden sat there basically with his pants down in his administration when that announcement was made just about a month and a half ago. So there are those of us that are doing the work, reading 
plenty of articles that are not drinking the Kool-Aid. There are those of us that are trying to alert people in America right now that there is a plan in place. And for whatever reason, there's an entire other faction that are going, it's not going to happen. We've been talking about this forever. Uh, this is crazy talk. Is it crazy talk? Did you read the strategic national security plan the Biden administration put out, which basically uh, lays out exactly what I'm talking about, that they're very concerned about BRICS, that they're very concerned about these type of alliances that are coming down the pike. So when General Flynn backed up my words, I just want to send out my gratitude and expression to the general. Uh, I did not know that you were going to be on, uh, but thank you so much, sir, for uh, confirming much of what I was trying to tell the individuals there. Now, on the second part of that conversation with Flynn, there was a gentleman that joined that's working with him that laid out the plan that he believes is necessary to create things that are more secure. And at this point in time, this is where I wanted to love to get General Flynn onto my show to interview him about this whole concept of psychological warfare being done by other countries through the internet. And basically they were saying that what was going to be necessary was to lock out or lock down information coming in from other countries into America and only allow American sources things that could be trustworthy that wasn't AI trying to fool people into our country. And then they, people always love the quote, the constitution, anytime they're about to tell you something that's completely unconstitutional. And that's exactly what this guy Boone did. He quotes the constitution and then he's like, but we're going to monitor all that. That's limiting free speech and the access to information. That's not what the internet was made for. And once again, we do not need the government to protect us from ourselves. What we do need is an educated uh, masses of civilians to understand that there is AI out there that is being used for nefarious purposes that likely will change your mind on things that you shouldn't change your mind on. But let's ask, how well did that work out for COVID? I mean, people were brainwashed into thinking that they were going to kill their grandmother if they didn't go get a vaccine, an experimental gene therapy that we now know that's really what it is because that's the way it's categorized. They changed the definition of vaccine. So if we didn't have information coming in from other places in the world, General Flynn, my question is, would we still have free access to information or would our government themselves continue to ruin the information and weaponize against its own citizens? I would say that the majority of people in America right now do not trust our own government to give it to us straight. They want truth. But maybe they can't handle the truth. Maybe this is like Jack Nicholson, right? He's in there. I want the truth, Tom Cruise says. And then Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth, right? Well, maybe that's where we are right now. Maybe people can't handle the truth. But that doesn't mean that we should just completely wipe it from existence so they can't see it. We're in a dangerous, dangerous place with AI. Uh, I believe that a lot of this is all coming to a head quicker than anybody realizes. It's almost every day now there's a new company in AI in the conversation. And there's people that want to regulate AI companies. They want to make sure that they're all listed. I'm actually for that. I'm not for regulation normally at all, but I'm actually for regulating AI because I believe that it is something of intelligence that put into a spot without the proper regulations, without the proper boundaries is a threat to humanity. 
It's a threat to your national security. We have people that are using other people's voices right now through AI in order to scam their families. You can type that in right now. You can find plenty of stories where that's happening. We have artificial intelligence that could put together a podcast for me. If I'm filming, we now have artificial intelligence that I don't have to hire an editor, even though I can edit myself, uh, but I don't have to hire somebody. It could actually edit the video for a show within about 30 seconds, an hour long show. It's a plugin that you can put right into Adobe Premiere. Most of what you see in here right now has a touch of AI to it. If you listen to my show with Diane Sarah yesterday, I cleaned up her audio using AI in a new widget that uh, Adobe Premiere, not Adobe Premiere, the Adobe Suite has on the Creative Cloud because she sounded kind of uh, hollow in her office. I wanted to boost it. So I did what I would normally do. And I was like, you know what? Let me check out this new AI intelligence and see how it does to her audio. And so I put hers through that as well as mine. I wasn't really happy with how it made me sound on a microphone, but I kept it because I wanted to reference it today. AI is touching so much of our lives. It's touching our school's lives. We have AP students in high schools right now that are using AI in order to write papers. We have college students that are using AI and they're getting away with it. You know what that tells me in the future? No one's going to retain information. There's going to be no experts about anything. And if you just listen to the conversations in Twitter spaces half the time, then you know that there's a plenty of uneducated masses that all have an opinion. But my mother used to tell me that opinions are a lot like, well, you know what? I'll let you figure that statement and complete it yourself. So I appreciate this opportunity to have this voice with all of you to broadcast out to hundreds of thousands of people each day. And for all of you to tune in and listen on the America out loud network. I appreciate Malcolm for giving me this opportunity. And now Mario for bringing me on to his Twitter spaces and allowing me to talk to the community that he has put together tirelessly uh, over, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but I've been seeing it since Elon Musk took over. And uh, so I appreciate uh, welcoming me to, that family of uh, individuals that are able to speak there. So thank you, Mario. Thank you, Malcolm. Uh, we are growing the America Embolden brand. We are bringing bold Americans all across the world now, not just America. And that makes me happy because this started as an idea uh, simply to tell some objective truth and to put it out there, interview people, try to get the best interviews, ask questions that other journalists don't ask, ask them live, don't edit much, let it be free form so you can really hear how people feel. And this is going awesome and I'm having an absolute blast. Now, second half of the show, we're going to talk about what happened today in the financial sector. Jerome Powell's telling everybody, everything's okay, everybody. We're coming out at this point. We're coming out of the banking crisis. It's over. However, as he says that, as Powell's up there telling everybody this, PacWest Bank's down 50% and it may be for sale. We have another bank about the fail and possibly another one. Not just that, but they raised interest rates to a 16-year high. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to end the show back with what Diane Sarah was saying yesterday about uh, nuclear war. Well, Russia, I think we got a false flag operation. I'm going to talk about what I saw uh, on video yesterday that really uh, has me concerned about what type of war games Vladimir Putin is playing. 
please go to americaoutloud.com where you can see all of our sponsors, great products like Cofix RX, a povidone iodine spray. You can spray this up your nasal passages, right? Uh, and it protects you against cold and flu viruses in just 15 seconds, giving you eight hours worth of protection. Awesome little product. My family swears by it. Uh, so if you'd like to pick up some of that, go straight over to the America Out Loud website, ch- click on the Cofix RX link, and you get a discount for listening to the show. What a deal right there. I'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix Rx took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix Rx nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Out loud. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show. Let's get straight into the meat and potatoes that I was telling you were coming. All right. First, we got our main course. Jerome Powell yesterday got up in front of everybody and said, the crisis in banking is over, but... We expect the uh, effects of it to last. And then he addressed the banking crisis. He said there were three large banks really from the very beginning that were at the heart of the stress that we saw in early March, the severe period of stress. Those have now all been resolved and all the depositors have been protected. He's referring their first republic that was just purchased by JP Morgan, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. And he talks about how that Everything now with the FDIC standard insurance limits, they were still able to make everybody whole reimbursed and that that gave the all clear, so to speak. He said, we have credit conditions tightening, not just the normal way, but perhaps a little bit more due to what's happening. And we have to factor all of that in. Well, you know what, Jerome, after you said this, you also went ahead and you raised interest rates again. This is uh, the worst they've been in 16 years, right? We have uh, rates now extremely high. Not only did you do that, but we have another bank that is now about to go under, PacWest. Now, PacWest lost about 50% after hours when they announced that they were going to have strategic options. 
based upon where they were. I believe the final number was they ended 56% below. They lost 56%. Now, when I saw this, the first thing that came to mind was this is exactly what I saw with the other banks before they collapsed. Now, didn't Powell just tell us that this was all over? Didn't he just get up in front of everybody and say, don't worry, the entire banking market, it's stabilizing, we're fine. The three that were going to fail have failed. There's nothing more to worry about. Just as like Joe Biden said, everything was good to go. But it's not. It's not because we have still not acknowledged the fact that we are in a recession. We still have not acknowledged the fact that the entire world is in massive inflation. And as a result, the treasury yields that people have versus the rising interest rates, there's going to be pain at the bank. That is uh, for sure. There's nothing that will stop that at this point in time. In addition to all that, there's a report that came out on Market Watch that said the, the treasury market liquidity may not improve under a buyback plan for 2024. Now, when we talk about the treasury yields, this is where the banks are making their money. If that's not going to be improving, right, then I know that we have a lot more pain for at least another year with this type of announcement. On top of that, uh, Congress has a decision to make with this 31.4 trillions in debt ceiling money that are going to have to be made by June 1st. And I'm hearing there's concessions being made right now about what can they cut. I got a lot of things that you can cut. Can we cut the jobs of Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen? That's who I would cut immediately. Anyway, so we have uh, rates going up now by another 25 basis points, now at about 5.25%. And the Powell says that he may pause things here. Now, originally, he told the fake Zelensky that he was likely going to have two raises before a pause for a really long time. But now he's backtracking on that, perhaps because his words are out there, and that seems to be a problem. So do you go with Powell? Do you believe in what he's saying, that inflation is falling? Do you believe that the economy is going to hold up right now? Because that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing increasing prices everywhere that I go. I'm seeing things not start to come down. I'd love to see what they're basing this on because this is not on Main Street what people are seeing when they go to the stores. On Main Street, people aren't getting the raises to match the inflation that has hit over the past three years. So whether this pauses rate hikes or not, I don't think matters because if the employment factor is not taking the consideration, the fact that things are about 10% more expensive than they were, then how are people supposed to afford to live as things continue to get tighter, as inflation continues to raise, as the dollar continues to weaken? I have spoken. <laughs> I believe that uh, this might end up being the biggest run on deposits. At this point, I'm, we're probably near the Great Depression. The markers are all there for another Great Depression since 1929. If you follow that story, those that know history are normally the ones that know how it's about to play out again because history is always destined to repeat itself. And so we're there now, ready to see it. It's not panic that's going on right now. 
That's not what's happening. It's the lack of factual and honest reporting on this. It's the fact that we have politicians that are going out there telling you the building's not on fire. Meanwhile, people can smell the smoke from their homes and they can see the flames from their television sets. If we were just to tell everybody, hey, everybody chill out, leave the banks alone. Yes, things are really messed up with our regional banks, though. You can't panic if you want to keep them regional. The problem here, I believe, is the Federal Reserve makes the statement that they are saying everything's fine, everything's well, because this is exactly how they want this all to play out. The Federal Reserve wants these banks to be dried up because the banks that they tested, the six banks that were in the test for central digital bank currency, are the banks that are buying up all the regionals. And if you can get rid of that, well, guess what? It gives you a clear path to creating a social credit and a digital credit system in order to put everybody on the same page and the Federal Reserve can control it. Federal Reserve does not have control of a lot of those credit union small banks the way they do at Citigroup, Discover, uh, Bank of America, uh, JP Morgan and Chase. All of those banks are tied very intimately with the Federal Reserve. So I, I don't see them shedding a tear over the fact that this is all. That's the reason why he's telling you everything's okay. We're behind it. What he's not telling you is, but your bank's likely going to go out. And what he also isn't telling you is we've made everybody whole that matters. The big tech industries, right? The very first one, these people in these special banks right now that are going under. If you're in one of these uh, less special banks, I guarantee you get $250,000 and not much else as this continues on. Because why? The money will not be there. (laughs) You can't get the money to the people when the country doesn't have money to spend unless the Federal Reserve starts printing money again, which they can't do that because they've already admitted they made a mistake. They completely screwed up. And that's what caused the whole inflation in the first part was printing the money off the printing press like a mafia uh, boss. We can't continue to live our lives this way. Now, getting over to Russia, 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 Russia. Maybe you've seen the video yesterday that there was a drone attack on the Kremlin. Now, I'm a drone pilot. I've been flying drones for some time as a person who teaches that in the industry as far as television, film, broadcast engineering. I like my toys. I like those type of things to play with. And so I've flown drones before and I see this video pop up yesterday and I'm watching it and I see what looks like a large DJI uh, drone, right? I don't want to speculate on the exact model, but it looks like the film version model. I don't want to give anybody ideas, but I see this flying over the Capitol. There's like two people that are walking up the Capitol steps uh, on the uh, obelisk on the top. Uh, I guess that's what you would call it. The uh, I can't think of the, the word. The circular part is not an obelisk because that is the triangle. It is not the credendum. Anyway, I'll think of it as I'm going, but you can see two people and this camera happens to be just situated, moving around as if it's just a regular person that's filming it. It happens just be in that right spot at the right time. This does not pass the smell test. Not only does this drone fly right alongside the flag, but it is a planned explosion and it's not even a large explosion. When I say it's not a large explosion, it's not like they flew this into the roof and detonated it. They detonated this thing from what I'm estimating about 15 feet above the roof. And then 
From there, the flames start to go down to the dome below. There's no damage that's done there, but tr uh, yeah, Trump. But Russia immediately says, you know what? This was an assassination attempt on Putin. <laughs> Ukraine immediately goes, wasn't me. They're like shaggy. You know, immediately it's like, I was on the dome, wasn't me. <laughs> and so Russia is convinced it's, it's the Ukraine and they're really just saying, you know what? We have all things that we can do to fight this. And so where do they go anytime this happens? Well, they go to nukes, right? That nuclear weapons might be an option in order to fight back. <laughs> Zelensky goes, we don't attack Putin. We don't attack Moscow. We fight on our own territory. We're defending our villages and our cities. But Dmitry Medvedev, who's in charge of uh, Putin's top security, says it's time for Zelensky to be eliminated. And he said, after today's terrorist attacks, there are no options left except for the physical elimination of Zelensky and his cabal. Uh, it is not even needed to sign an act of unconditional surrender. That's my Russian accent for you, by the way. I don't know if that was good or not, but I'm doing my best for you. The Kremlin also said that this was a planned terrorist action. If by planned, it means like somebody attached a uh, explosive to a recreational drone and said, hey, you know what? Set up your iPhone over here. We're going to blow this up and we need to get a good shot of it. You guys go up here. Don't worry. You'll be completely safe. Yeah, if, if, if by planned and staged is what they're getting at, I completely agree with that. That did not look like a very well organized attack by any type of military force whatsoever in fact i would even say it's possible that this was a russian on the inside that's unhappy with the war unhappy with what it's doing to his country or her country and decided to take measures into the, their own hands in order to send a message to the kremlin uh now the kremlin saying there were two drones that were used in this attack I only see one drone in the video that was released, but that's not to say there's not another drone. Um, they were apparently looking at the roof for damages, but uh, there was no damage that I believe could really be seen uh, that was uh, of any type of catastrophic damage, so to speak. Why does this matter? This story matters because I keep telling everybody we're looking for what's called a pretext, a pretext for war. They're looking for any excuse right now. They're looking for a false flag. They're looking for the ability to ramp things up. And from what Diane Sarah was telling me yesterday, Ukraine's not in as good of a situation as the United States would have you believe it is. They're, they're losing a lot of troops to airstrikes. Um, they're in a bad spot. In fact, they were supposed to have this offensive. And she said the offensive was called off, not just because it got leaked out there, but on top of that, they really don't have the troops to make it successfully at this point in time. So what type of options could Putin take? Well, NATO gave a, a pretty quick, stern warning that I think we should all pay attention to. It said that they believe that Moscow is now actively mapping gas pipelines and internet cables in Europe. Now, not just that, but North America, our, our internet is tied through to the UK area. Uh, we have internet cables that go across the transatlantic. 
it's very simple for a Russian sub to take that out. You know, we're not the only ones that are able to take out pipelines. Oh, see what I did there? Uh, so Moscow right now is saying that they have uh, considerable resources that they could deploy to surveil the infrastructure. Uh, and what the uh, person also stated was they could include the use of civilian ships and so-called spy ships. Huh. Does that sound familiar? Hmm. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. Oh yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it's alleged that he did with the Nord Stream pipelines. <laughs> See, it's an eye for an eye, right? It's going to make the whole world blind. These type of events, when you see a drone flying over in the Kremlin, which was a really weak attack, you got to ask yourself, is this a false flag for a larger pretext to something? And then with where we are in the uh, military industrial complex, where we are with the economy, what better way to print more money? What better way but war? Because that's a spot where there's such waste. There's such a way to just all of a sudden not have uh, accounting for what is going where we see this right now with the ukraine no one really knows where these billions of dollars are going we kind of have a little bit of an idea but it's not too good afghanistan after we left nobody really knows what happened to everything that was left over there which by the way you and i paid for we paid for all of those toys that joe biden uh, really screwed up when he got out everybody has seemed to forgot about that story by the way uh look between taiwan Russia and these war games that are going on, uh, <laughs> it's all tied together. The financial uh, conversation, the war conversation, the BRICS conversation, they are all one in the same. Now, you can call it speculation. You can laugh at me when I say that, but you're wrong. It just anybody they can have some common sense about this and not look at this as uh, the world in 1980, the world in 1990, start looking at as the complex world of intelligence would know that, yes, we got a, a problem here that's brewing. And my guess would be it's leading us to war. My guess is Diane Sarah yesterday is correct, that we are fractions of a second, as she said, towards a nuclear problem that we have depleted uranium already going in to the Ukraine. We got major, major issues. Now, before I leave today, because I've covered this story, I've taught the John Paul Mack Isaac, I got to let everybody know that prosecutors right now are supposedly nearing a decision whether or not they're going to charge Hunter Biden with tax and gun related violations. Now I've had one of the gun shop owners on my show give testimony that yes, there were gun related violations, things that would put the common man like you and I in the jail. So will the justice department follow through if the prosecutors here are uh, going to push through at, on charges? I'm very interested in the story because I believe it will play out in Delaware courts where I live, which means I would be able to go down to the courthouse when this thing's being tried over the summer and be able to cover this for my listeners. So I'm excited about it, uh, but somehow I'm just expecting that nothing's going to happen because 
people that have money, people of power. It seems like they can do whatever they want to do and nothing ever happens to them. All right. I hope that I honored your time well today. What do you think about some of this? Uh, are you concerned about war with Russia? Are you concerned about China? Are you concerned about the dollar losing its value and the fact that other countries would like to make sure that we can't hurt them by manipulating our currency? Is that something that's on your radar? What are you doing when you're watching inflation go up? Are you able to pay for things the way that you wanted to? Have you been able to make a purchase on something you need to purchase? Are you able to purchase that car? I told you, I totaled my car a couple of weeks ago. I got to actually buy a car this weekend. And I'm really upset the fact that I should have probably bought one last week when interest rates uh, weren't as affected by the Federal Reserve. But now I've gone up another quarter percent. I'll be paying more for this car now over the next, you know, three to four or five years, whatever I choose to finance with the remainder of. But uh, yeah, maybe you're like me. You're looking like, wow, everything's gotten so expensive. I want to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me. You can always go to my website, AmericanBolden.com. You can support the show right there as well as you can email me, greg at americanbolden.com or uh, direct message me, send me messages, send me some love through Twitter. Give me a follow at Real Greg Bolden. I appreciate all of you. We'll do this once again. Play it all back tomorrow. Do a great show for you. I'm going to be excited to be here for you. Everybody have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to American Bolden with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.